Welcome to the pod crashed. Today we're talking about Taka Flight 110. My name is Casey. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so my name is Casey, and this is the pod crashed. Who are you? Um, <laughs> and my name is Mariah. Yeah, I was actually thinking we should probably only do first names. Yeah. For yeah. for various reasons. So many reasons. So <laughs> what's your first name? Mariah. Hi Mariah. <laughs> Hi Casey. So um today I'm going to tell you about Taka Flight 110. So Taka Airlines is uh, defunct now. It used to be an El Salvadorian airline. Yeah. Um, and they merged with Ambianca in 2008 or nine, roundabout. Um, Wait, do I not know where Taka is? Isn't it in Asia? Taka Taka is just the name of the airline. So it's it's uh, El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. Yes. Isn't Taka I, an also like a place? Am I yes. wrong about that? I could be wrong. I don't wrong. think you're wrong. No, I don't think I you're wrong. wrong. I think that's a really good point. It probably is. This is like T-A-C-A, and it probably stands ah. for something in Spanish. Like, right, like right, that. right. We'll find it. We'll look yeah. it up, and we'll add a piece of hand <laughs> saying Perfect. Taka is like a small village in, like, western Nepal. And Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... Um, so, I told you at the beginning that there are going to be a lot of... Uh, stories from the 70s and 80s and 60s and 90s yes and 2000s unfortunately but uh, a lot in the 80s so this uh, happened on may 24th 1988 Um, oh late 80s yeah late 80s could you smoke on planes at this point that is an excellent question you could probably i'm gonna say a hundred percent because you could smoke in like a bank in 1999 (laughs) yeah that's true restaurants you could too yeah, and this is exactly and this in New is York. Everywhere. Scandalous. No one remembers. These babies don't remember nine eleven. No. They don't remember. <laughs> they don't remember getting asked no. smoking or non smoking section. <laughs> and Never. that's what's wrong with America. <laughs> but um, the uh what was I gonna say? Oh, so the plane is traveling from El Salvador. Nope. Belize, Belize. <laughs> definitely <Okay>. Belize, one hundred percent Belize, <laughs> to New Orleans, which Fancy. you know about New Orleans, yeah. Oh yeah, so nice, good times, exactly. Um, it's a seven three seven, which you've probably been on before. They're like a pretty, like a very. You've flown Southwest before, yes. Okay, I think that they use a lot of seven three sevens. I think. Okay. I think JetBlue uses a lot of seven three seven. So you've almost certainly, and they fly those out of Buffalo. Watch me get be wrong, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, and, and are they like yeah specific to how many seats they have, or is it just like the engine or? It's yeah, it's like the whole the whole plane. So how do I say that? So it's a it's a Boeing and so Boeing like all of the seven blank something is always Boeing and the number it's not there's not like a correlation between the number how do I say this so like a 747 right Uh has way more seats than a triple seven it's just the order that they like produce them in got you got you okay so it's like a manufacturing thing 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, a 737 is, I mean, when I worked at Buffalo, it was a big plane. And then when I worked for Dell, it would have been a small plane. You know, it holds um, like 170 people, maybe 180 people. I don't know what the configuration of this plane, but there were actually only 45 people total on board. Oh, wow. Yeah. So light. Um, There were... Uh, 38 passengers so everybody's comfy right laid yes. back taking up the whole plane their whole row exactly exactly so perfect right luxury Ugh. going to new orleans from el salvador going from nice weather to nice weather so sad, Ugh, it is sad. <laughs> <laughs> um but the so there's the pilot right then the co-pilot and there's a um like a third pilot just jump seating right he's he's working he's observing them but he's not controlling Uh the aircraft at all and the pilot okay so the captain is 29 years old he's 29 years old but he has uh, I wrote it down. Thirteen thousand four hundred and ten flight hours. So he is incredibly, no. incredibly experienced for his age. Like just insanely experienced. Oh my god! Uh, which is good. <laughs> um, that is yeah, very good. In these situations. Good job, twenty nine. I know. Imagine life by the hand. You probably become a pilot when you were eighteen. Is that bad? <sighs> it was the eighties. You could do things younger, couldn't you? My grandmother was a pilot. Your grandmother was a pilot? My grandmother was a pilot. Yeah, she flew planes. Um she flew flow. <laughs> she flew flowed them planes. <laughs> she flowed them planes. Accent. Coming out. <laughs> yes, oh my god, the, the accent. accent. Um yeah, she flew planes um I believe when she was fifteen. What? Like she got her license, her license when she was fifteen, fifteen or sixteen. What were the circumstances? Like, how did that happen? <sighs> My great grandfather. So her father was in. Oh God, I'm gonna go to hell for this. Uh, the Navy, the Air Force. No one will ever know. It's fine. No one will. The ever military. Know. Uh, the Air military, Force would make yeah. sense for planes, but everybody's got yeah, planes. Yeah, but I think. I think it was. I think he was the Navy. Okay. I think he was in the Navy. Yeah. Um, and he actually taught Louis Armstrong how to how to land a plane. Mm. The astronaut. No. Wait. Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, New Orleans. <laughs> I got New Orleans we're on the brain. We're going to come back. This is a cliffhanger, and we're going to yeah. return to this story. Yeah. Like, come back for more Don't of go. this story. <laughs> because <laughs> I... Amazing. I'll try not to spoil it and like demand to know, <laughs> but we'll 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 um, loop back around yeah. following more research. Yeah, exactly. I really will. Exactly. Do this, so yeah. So one hundred percent. It's clearly a really good story, but uh, <laughs> but he did he did really teach Neil Armstrong how to land a plane. That is unbelievable. So that is so cool. He, yeah, we have his like flight books, and he's in there. He's what? Just in there. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll have to send you a picture. Yeah, no, please. That's so cool. It's cool. And it's your your yeah. great grandfather. My great grandfather. Yeah. Crazy. Neil Armstrong is still alive, right? So, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. And adults, so. he could attest to it. Things, we should contact right? him. So that's that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very. That we're gonna make that an episode because <laughs> that's really yes, cool. Yes, one hundred percent. Um. We should. I. <laughs> 
so um belize so taco <laughs> inside so yes <laughs> the co-pilot so the pilot's name is um why would i write that down it's didando i shouldn't guess okay. i shouldn't guess hold on carlos dardano yeah so okay. carlos dardano um he has so much experience and again like so of his like 13,000 flight hours 11,000 of them are as the pilot in command so again he has just a truly immense amount of experience yeah he's very extremely qualified but twist uh he has one eye (laughs) he straight up has one eye early in his career so like while god bless him god bless him god bless him he blesses god bless him really truly oh my god so there was a civil war in el salvador that i had an incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult time finding information about so uh, apologies to not be able to talk about that but i don't know if it was like a relatively minor conflict i shouldn't again guess because somebody will listen to this and be very upset (laughs) And I don't mean yeah. to be insulting. I just had a very no. Of please email me information about it because I would have liked to have found yes. it. Um, yes, and be kind. Please be kind. We are always we have kind. feelings. Yes. Um, he yeah. So he didn't fight in the Civil War. He literally just um, got shot in crossfire in the eye. Jeez. He was already a pilot, already a professional commercial pilot. The yeah, he he lost his eye in the crossfire and kept right on flying and it was a secret it's not like he hid it or anything um and you know everybody knows that having less than like fewer than two eyes will affect your depth perception right Right. so um but he is just handling it right like clearly what a boss (laughs) because he's flying up a storm i mean he's qualified incredible that's amazing one eyeball isn't that crazy? Wow. I can't imagine. No, I literally can't. Good for him. Good job. He's, yes, right off. What was his first name? Carlos. Carlos. Okay. I will... Carlos. Okay. He's, mm, be quiet. But um, <laughs> it's hard not to spoil things. <laughs> but um, the, so the first officer is um, Dionisio Lopez. So Dionisio is the first officer. He's also crazy experienced i couldn't find his age but i don't think he's older i couldn't find anything to indicate that he's like i think these are peers um and like close in age okay. and he has twelve thousand flight hours so again like assuming he is fairly young like ex- incredibly experienced and um captain arturo soli or Sole uh is an instructor pilot and he is uh observing um so what he's doing is so this plane uh brand new wow brand spanking oh no yep uh less than a year no just over a year old um taka has had it for less than two weeks they just bought it oh my god brand new plane so uh the other captain in fact but uh he is in the jump seat to monitor the performance of the aircraft Mm -hmm. to make sure everything's good what does it mean that they Um, bought the plane like yeah so they very literally like they they purchased it from so i guess boeing made it and it it looks like a maybe uh, like just a how can i say this polaris aircraft leasing Mm -hmm. so they uh they polaris aircraft leasing had bought it from boeing and then Uh, i see so it's like yeah 
like a yeah some chain of command not chain of command but like uh yeah buying chain yeah supply yeah, supply chain. chain there you go <laughs> something like we that <laughs> yeah um okay. so they had uh it was it was an extremely new aircraft since obviously planes fly for like 30 years right, right. easily um so nice beautiful new plane it's 1988 Reagan is president. You're going from El Salvador. Like, and I'm not saying that to celebrate Reagan. I'm just saying it was a time. It was a time. In, in it was world. vibe. Right. Everyone's smoking. Everybody's yeah. like laying back. Just and they're, living. And they're, like taking up the whole row. Everybody except black and brown people. No, no. Everyone on this is pretty black and brown though. Because it's going from El Salvador I see. To, right, 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 right. This is a nice right. black and brown plane. Right. Other places, not so much. But this plane, <laughs> I think. Everyone's great. <laughs> thoroughly. Yes. Yes, solid, beautiful flight, beautiful football, having a great time in the 80s. And there's four, five? There's four. I wrote it down because I was thinking about like, damn, this must have been a comfortable flight because there are, oh yeah, there's four flight attendants. Wow. For 35 people. Wow. Because they have to have the right number of flight attendants for, um, you have the number of flight attendants is according to how many people the plane seats, Mm. right? So in case, I guess everybody buys, you know, tickets at the last second or whatever. So four flight attendants for 35 people, no seats, super comfy, great flight. So they are like half an hour away from New Orleans. So they're also like there. They're They're there. there. Like they are putting up their tray tables. Yeah, probably. It's true. <laughs> Assuming I don't know when that right. will that's a very good move. Everybody like stop it. <laughs> stop leaving your trade table and stop down. Arguing like, if about there's it. one thing. I I truly tell me marvel at people's refusal. I've tried to explain it to people. People say like, "Oh, what, what difference would it really make if there was a crash?" It would, it probably, would probably kill be you. life and death for yeah. you and for others. Right. And if you're not on the window and you have your trade table down, the person on the window can't get through and they can't get over your deceased body right. since you didn't put your tray table down and there's the tray table. Or like now. what so, if the pilot has to stop out. real quick on the tarmac? Like Exactly. It's just put it ludicrous. up people. Follow all of them. All of them. Follow all of Including them. the electronics. And if you don't understand everything. Oh, right. Your laptop. Oh your laptop. Okay, we have a hard landing and your laptop goes flying right. and then comes back down on oh somebody. God, no, it's not funny. Put right. it away. Grandma's dead. Because you oh. didn't put your laptop away. Exactly. It's so dangerous. So bad. Do what you're supposed to do. I think everyone should be kicked off planes all the yes. time. But <laughs> I do think that. Airplanes are like absolute authoritarian states. Yes. Like there is. There's no democracy. Are, there's no, no socialism. There is. No. You are a sucks. Yes. And the pilot is the king, yeah. and the flight attendants are your feudal lords. Like they're giving you like direct information about your everyday behavior. Yes. Do what you're supposed to Just do, do it. everybody. Oh, so they are cruising at um, thirty-five thousand feet, right? Which sometimes, if I ever use these terms, so it's flight level three fifty. So that's 35,000 feet. Okay. So they're cruising and they get ready to land. No. Um, so they're starting their initial descent and they see, right, they have their radar and they can see up ahead that the there's like some weather, like some precipitation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen the radar that they use, I think sometimes they have this on the regular like weather channel mm-hmm. um, where it's, you know, cells and there's like green, orange, red 
you know, cells yeah. showing where there's um, how intense the precipitation is. Okay. And they can see that there is some precipitation normal, right? That's pretty common because they're above the the storm, mm-hmm. right? When they're cruise at cruising altitude and they're going to come down and they can see that there are a couple red spots, but that their flight path doesn't cross through them. Right. Mm-hmm. So their intended flight path um, actually goes right between two little red cells, which doesn't sound it sounds scary right? yeah. from an everyday perspective right. for sure. But Carlos um, with his one eye. Carlos knows, right. He sees, he plans ahead, he knows. And let's talk about how much Carlos knows. Okay. Let's really talk yes. about it. Because as they're descending, Carlos observes, we're about to go through some precipitation. There's some red cells there. So he turns on the, uh, I'm going to start over. Yeah, that's so fine. I can actually say this in a smooth yeah, way. Okay. He, oh, got to flip over my little card. My handwriting is so bad. Okay, so. They're descending from 35,000 feet. He knows that there's weather up ahead. So he flips on the uh, continuous ignition, right? So what that means, mm, so in the jet engine, the jet engine is lit by like a pilot light. Okay. Right. Something comparable to that. Yeah. And obviously under normal circumstances, you start up the engine and uh, often you really don't turn the engine off at all throughout a day of flying um or you might depending on you know the situation but they can idle at a low speed and um but you start it once and it just goes right and there's a continuous um you know combustion happening that produces the power uh so he knows that they're gonna be going through weather looks a little sketch not too bad we're going we're going between not through so uh, but he turns that on just in case some water, you know, gets in there. So he flips that on. He also flips on the um, engine anti-icing equipment. Okay. So he uh, knows that it's possible. You know, obviously, they're still at a high altitude, very, very cold outside the cabin. Mm. Um, and so he is actually going above and beyond like he's being cautious right yeah. he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be supposed to be doing like yeah he's he qualified is yeah he's incredibly qualified yeah. and so as they start to descend um instead of the precipitation that they expected based on the radar mm-hmm. Uh, it's insanity right thunder lightning hail starts pelting them oh my Extreme god turbulence right like they are going through an intense 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 thunderstorm again hail is just like smashing into the plane it's getting like you know just bumped around by the turbulence and they as they're descending and going through this intense intense um turbulence they get to uh 16,000 feet both engines die oh my god both engines that's die 16,000 feet that's that's 16,000 feet how many yeah. miles is that like four yeah yeah is that right 4,000 yeah, feet a mile 4,000 something three three and change yeah. four in between three and four god um, uh so both engines die right they drop 10,000 feet over the next couple minutes right as they've lost power and they're in this storm right they drop to 
uh, 10,000 feet. So I did the math wrong, but they dropped uh, 6,000 feet. <laughs> still a lot. Right? <laughs> so, still a lot more, yeah. right? So they're dropping. Um, the way this aircraft is set up, when both engines die, everything dies. So there's no power oh uh, of any kind, right? And this is the first time they're flying this plane. This is they, the, the aircraft. Like this it's one of the very first aircraft. times. This aircraft has been with the air. It's not yet two years old. It's the first um, couple weeks of service oh for gosh. the airline. So there's something called an APU, mm-hmm. right? Um, an auxiliary power unit, okay. right? So it's the, it's, you know, the, what are they called? When you have uh, a generator, right? Yeah. Functionally. So they flip on the APU, get the electrical controls back on, right? Get the um their ability to control the different like the configuration of the aircraft back, right right exactly carlos stay in calm just calm stay in calm, stay in calm. Oh. so he's still problem solving right and that's something again above all i hope that these conversations are a true sincere celebration yeah. of like pilots and crews and passengers, but really the reality that pilots just do their jobs, yeah. right? Over and over and over again. And it's just, I don't know, it's worthy of being recognized. Right. And I mean it's I mean it's an awe-staking job. Like they're they're right. I mean quite literally thrusting thousands of people, millions probably of people's lives yeah. every day. Yeah, in the air and just seamlessly like the idea of it is insane like people are just like I know we're not just like floating in an airplane but essentially you're just you're in the air (laughs) and trusting like two or three people that they are doing their job correctly and are not like drunk or having a Mm -hmm. bad day or depressed or you know right Right. And that they have been trained and something. So every single solitary time there's an incident, the like NTSB and like all of the different uh, like governing bodies, the airlines, like the manufacturers of aircraft, like they improve. Like when something happens, they find the problem and they try to solve it or they try to prevent it from happening again. So like flying is so much safer. So many of these stories are going to be from the eighties and nineties and such this, you know, you'll have fewer and fewer and fewer as time progresses. Like that's even as, yeah, yeah, even as like more people fly. Right. Right. right? And that's because, because Carlos has 13,000 hours in the air and because, you know, he has the benefit of people who, had to experience horrible things before him and because people responded by making it safer and yeah yeah so his options at this point right the engines um they're still in the weather right they're still in the thunderstorm but they want obviously to start the engines back up Mm -hmm. so um, there's something called like windmill start, which is probably exactly what it sounds mm-hmm. like. You know, you use the force of the air passing through the um, propellers through the, yeah, the propellers, the engine, the whole, yes, uh, to try and get them spinning and get them going. Um, and they are trying to windmill start it. It doesn't windmill start. They are gliding, 
at this point, right? That's the reality. So they're not falling out of the sky. Their rate of descent is rapid because there's no forward thrust, but they are gliding. So they, so they can't windmill start it. They use the APU to, to try to start it, to try to light the ignition um, essentially. And it kind of, works Mm. like it starts but it's not producing thrust it's like barely above idle and they are worried that uh if they keep trying right or if they when they would like try to raise the power on it it was you know make a noise and um they were worried that they would have like a catastrophic failure right and a catastrophic failure might be I mean, an explosion, right? Right. Which obviously creates more damage to the aircraft. Um, It could be, uh, you know, they don't know what's wrong with it. So they stop trying and like immediately like, okay, so we're going to be landing this glider, right? This 40,000 glider glider or whatever. Exactly. So they are still, again, they're, they're, in New Orleans, right? And as we all know, New Orleans, yeah. very, very wet, yeah. like, right? <laughs> Lots of like canals and water. Yeah. And so there's a canal up ahead, right? And so they are talking to the um, like air traffic control. And I also, I love the recording of the air traffic control because he's, the, I don't know, the he's not like incredibly calm, but he's also just like very sometimes something I I think I hear in people's voices when they're talking to air traffic control is like the very strong desire for the air traffic controller to know that the situation is serious. Mm. Right. Like just that, you know, very like, so we are not going to make it to the airport. Right. Because often air traffic control, the reality is because air traffic control's job is to, you know, get planes on the ground safely and get them off the ground safely. They will, uh, it's kind of famous if you ever listen to the um, recording from the Sully flight, mm. the air traffic controller is like offering him runways. I mean, until the plane is already in the water, he's still like being like, can you make it here? Right. Can you make it there? Can you make it to this runway? You can have any runway here. And that's their job. Right. Yeah. But it can have the result that's something that's again famous from that recording is that like we're going in the hudson like he's just like no we're not going to make it to the runway right. <laughs> so going in the hudson Carlos... River. exactly that's what's happening hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Gotta unplug it. Um... <laughs> So they are telling air traffic control, like, we're not going to make it, meaning we're not going to make it to the airport, right? Okay. And again, they're in New Orleans, so there's a canal up ahead that they can see. Mm-hmm. And they start to prepare for a ditching, right? And ditching is, uh, it might not be unique completely to landing an aircraft in water. Mm. That's the only place I've ever seen it okay. used. 
So they're going to ditch the aircraft in the canal. So as they're lining up with the canal, and obviously, like, people can be in there, or there can be boats in there and things like that. So, um, and obviously, there's, it's not ideal to land a plane in the water, right? And I, in my heart of hearts, I really do wonder if... So the next decision they made was the co-pilot points to their right, uh, the right of the canal, and and sees what is New Orleans famous for? What do we know about New Orleans more than anything else? (laughs) Very reliable levees. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. Very reliable. Reliable. Foolproof. Foolproof? Failproof. Failproof. Failproof levees. So there is a levee. I don't totally know what a levee is. I know that it protects the city from it's being like, flooded. Yeah, it's like a barrier between the sea and the... It's like a concrete or material yeah. barrier between the sea and yeah. the land. Gotcha. So there's like a grassy, muddy, because it's like storming, mm. levee to the right of the canal. Obviously, like running alongside the canal. And the copilot says like, you know, like, oh, look at that. You know, it's not the water, A, eh? And it looks pretty, like, long and straight. Um, it's not nearly as long as a runway. It's not nearly as wide as a runway. Right. They have no thrust. And obviously, the canal the canal is much, much, much longer and wider. And um, the problem is, how can I say this? So the canal is longer, but you're not going to run along the top of the canal, mm-hmm. right? Once mm-hmm. you connect with the water, that's you're going to skid a little bit, but the, the landing is obviously going to be hard. It's going to be the belly of the plane to the water. No protection between the belly of the plane and the water. And the calculations, I mean, again, I'm sure that a pilot would be able to explain better like what the pros and cons are in this situation. Yeah. But the pilot decides that he's, uh, Carlos, dear Carlos, <sighs> decides he's going to try to land on the levee. Carlos. But they're lined up for the canal. They're lined up for the canal, not the levee, right. right? So they need to do something called a side slip, which again, I think it's kind of maybe you can tell just from hearing the name of it what it is and, you know, from the situation. So they need to like just hoop over <laughs> to line up with the levee. Just Does hoop over sense? with um, Does that make a sense? billion times. I know it would be easier if we could see each other. Yeah, of metal. No, exactly. Exactly. Poop on no, over, exactly Carlos, it. with it your is one a... eye. Right, exactly. But that's the thing. That that a side slip is something that regular gliders do. Oh it's something that small aircraft do. It's something that, you know, fighter jets do or whatever. Right. It's not something that commercial aircraft <laughs> does, right? But that's the situation we're in. So Carlos whoop over oh my God. And of course he does did. it. Just pulls it off. Pulls it Carlos. off. Carlos perfect right so now they're lined up with the levee um and at this point they're like i think six or seven hundred feet above the ground they're real close right and they have no power they have no reverse thrusters like so what that means like the engine would normally like spin in the opposite direction basically and like slow slow the plane down exactly not an option it's incredibly muddy i saw the titanic grass yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) i um uh, he is lined up there's a wall of course there would be a concrete wall right at the beginning of the levee that they have to like 
the timing is very tight here, right? Because they can't pull up. They can't go around. They can't do anything, right? Like, this is it. This is the only landing they're getting. Oh, my gosh. And so they're coming down. They fucking landed. No. Land. Carlos. Carlos. You fucking one-eyed. With his one-eyed. Exactly. The flight attendant, one of the flight attendants talked about how it was like the smoothest landing of his entire life. <gasps> no. He said it was perfect. No one died. Perfect. No one was even injured. Are you fucking, this whole time I thought the whole plane was going down. I like was mm-hmm. not getting too attached to Carlos. It, Carlos is alive. Carlos is alive. Carlos kept flying. The fucking oh plane God. flew until 2016. That fucking plane? That plane. That fucking so, plane. Everybody, everybody, no. t- not even injured. That's it's uh, like no, no injuries. Usually they had to. Um, so like a seven three seven is tall, mm. right? There's no door or there's no um, steps out of the plane or anything. So they had to use the slides, right, to get out of the airport. Right. Usually people like friggin' break their ankle at that point, <laughs> right? Like that people. Well, you know, if you've never right. been on a plane, right. there's like very elderly people yeah. and people with, you know, just different things that make them vulnerable to getting injured right. in the evacuation right. process no injuries oh my god no injuries everybody's totally the best fine. plane crash story i've ever heard in my life <laughs> the so like very i don't know if if this matters but seriously like the plane so they um sent you know people obviously like everybody came and rescued them and they're in new orleans right they're in new orleans <laughs> their luggage isn't even messed up right they're in the place right. where they were trying to right. go like they arrived oh my and God. they arrived like on time like they really did arrive like here you are in that new was orleans. Like, an ex- like an experience like it, someone would pay for that experience like 100 <laughs> percent. Oh like those thrill so wonders you know Oh, when, yeah, let me probably. To, or let me pay to, like, crash a plane, but I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, my God. That's, like, I think about, um, I couldn't find any evidence that the pilot made any announcements. Mm. So, I do not know this because I, I just couldn't find yeah. it. Um, yeah, to, it is my uh, knowledge to this point mm. That he didn't make any announcements because, you know, obviously this is like an urgent situation. He may well have, and I just couldn't find it. So the passengers didn't know? I don't know if the passengers knew. I don't know if the passengers knew until they were on the grass. Imagine? Yeah. I No, I can't imagine. I I should, um, again, if somebody knows that I'm wrong or if you were like on that plane because it really wasn't that long ago. And you didn't die because Carlos and his one eye freaking steered you into the goddamn... But seriously, imagine like lining up like because you have no control over where your plane is going to touch down. It's all like mental math and angles and like and no death perception. (laughs) What what is Carlos doing right now? I think so. Carlos has done interviews. Um, I can definitely send them to you. Carlos, I think he's retired. I think he kept flying for taka and i think that he i think all of the pilots so sometimes in these stories even when everybody lives the pilots um or the crews don't continue to fly right that's just traumatic traumatic, or they don't they don't want to anymore or whatever but um 
everybody just like kept rolling just like carlos kept rolling when he got shot in the yeah eye. exactly pilot just, got shot just... in the eye and crossfire because this country is is being ravaged right. by civil right. war he just kept flying he just kept going and... i would He's... not want any other freaking pilot on that plane but carlos no, only Carlos. I mean, I'm glad the other pilots. Were I mean, there, thank but God, Carlos right. is the one who should have been flying. No, the, no one else should be no, flying. No, 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 no. Carlos, <laughs> the only man I... to, exactly, the only man to fly oh that plane. And again, like, there's no way, like, Delta wouldn't hire him with his no, guy. God, like, no. ugh. oh my gosh, the glory. Yeah. That is such an incredible story. <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting but, like, that. In all seriousness, I don't know if this is interesting, yeah. but like, as like an epilogue or whatever. So they assumed that the plane was going to be like damaged right yeah. and like they don't know i mean the engines both died or whatever uh, so they planned on taking the wings off and pulling it like in pieces to a place to be fixed mm. right yeah but they go and they look at it and it's like kind of fine and what had happened was the um basically the plane or the engines had ingested so much water oh, um and hail that the not only had the propeller blades been damaged but they had also um obviously it had extinguished the flame oh, okay so okay. oh right 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 the lack of a better term pilot flame <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so the um so they go and they like check it out and they're like really we just need to change the engines like we just need to repair these oh my gosh. so they repaired the engines on site they did like the engine repairs no. and like the minor repairs and then so this is all close to the nasa base right in yeah, New yeah, Orleans. yeah and they just like towed it over to the nasa base which doesn't have an actual um like an actual tarmac it doesn't have a real um runway yeah. But it does have a road that was runway during World War II, and the plane just took off from there oh, and like flew home. My gosh! Like how long? How long <laughs> would you say? How long did the like repair yeah. process take? Probably not long, honestly. Like because they would have sent people like immediately. So my guess is not, not that long. long. And look on site. So it's like Levy just has a a seven three seven sitting on it with like people working on it for I don't know a right. week maybe like not. No. And then they just like booped it over to the old to World War II runway and just took off and went home. And then Taka sold it to Southwest and Southwest flew it until 2016. That is insane. Yeah. That plane just like no more incidents, you know, just, it's just, just doing its little plane thing. So what happened with the weather though? Like they just didn't know or the was the map wrong? Like yeah, so it seems so the NTSB, like who and the other, I think like there's El Salvadorian, um, uh, like investigative bureau or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like whoever, like the people who um, investigated the incident, um, said that if they would the way they word it is pardon me like the pilot inadvertently flew through it. he wasn't blamed they didn't blame him they didn't say it was pilot mm. error but they had they inadvertently... better fucking not no 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 they very much didn't Carlos. yeah and he got i think he got like the highest award for commercial Amazing. pilots in el salvador and oh. um they said you know that was the problem that had gone through a cell what probably happened so i've had that conversation with pilots before where um we're looking at weather because okay 
everybody, dear listeners, <laughs> listen to me. Listen. Okay. Sometimes you're in Buffalo and the weather looks fine. Yeah. And you're going to New York to visit your daughter. <laughs> I'm speaking to one person. <laughs> And your daughter lives in New York, and she says the weather is mm-hmm. fine. And so you scream at the passenger service mm-hmm. agent, who is not a mm-hmm. pilot, uh, doesn't control mm-hmm. the weather, right? You scream that we're all lying, and the weather is mm-hmm. fine, and we are trapping you here because we want to, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So anytime that you fly anywhere... You exist the whole time. You physically travel from one place to the other. So if there's weather between the two places that you're going, you're going to pass through that weather. So if they say it's weather, it might be weather in friggin' Binghamton. This is a great example. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Exactly. And so pilots take it seriously. And obviously... For good reasons. Right. Exactly. And and there's like factors here where like they're already where they're going, right? Like they're in the New Orleans like airspace or whatever. Right. So um and their radar indicated that they would pass through two red cells and some it just shifted. That's oh. like plain and simple. Like the the winds like blew the cell over or the cell increased in intensity or like whatever happened it just obviously it's new orleans right it's an area that can have intense storms and at that altitude again so there can be hail up there Mm. oh right it wouldn't even like before it's even you know hailing down down on the ground so Everybody lived. Everybody lived. And Carlos Everybody got his lived. award. I bet you his family was so proud of him. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, Can you imagine? I hope he had like a wife and kids and they just like held him up as king in like the most equal egalitarian appropriate way. Yes. Like <laughs> I hope so too. I hope honestly there was really good so crew management, right? is um a crew crew resource management crm is like the short term and we it will definitely come up again (laughs) but it's basically how um the crew interact with each other Mm. right so there's the pilot or there's so there's the person flying and what is it the crm yeah crew resource management so the resource that you have of your fellow crew members how you manage that resource And historically, it was, like, extremely hierarchical where, like, the captain is the captain and, like, you don't question him, you don't anything. And obviously that led to problems that we will certainly discuss. Um, But the, like, they all worked together, right? Like, the captain was the one flying because it's an emergency. But the, like, he he probably would have landed it on the levee, right? Which wouldn't necessarily have been bad. The plane certainly probably wouldn't have been flying until 2016, right. you know? Um, and, you know, his, he listened to the pilot next to him. And I'm sure that if we were like doing an even deeper dive into this, I'm sure that they were all communicating. They have the instructor pilot there with them. Yeah. And they just all work together. Amazing. And got to plane down safely. That is amazing. Yeah. I have yeah. never heard of this, and I am, ugh. I was really yeah. expecting everyone and Carlos to die. I and know. I'm so glad they didn't die. And I am. Too- that was such a good story. The, 
especially because it's such a comfy flight such a comfy I mean, not, flight that's not that's stupid but like you know the things that stand out yes. in your mind, like like i had the whole road to myself <sighs> that one time i went to new exactly. orleans right 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 yeah good job so carlos. very happy if you're listening ending. carlos we love you carlos i hope you. you're listening we are so proud of you i'm so grateful that you are a pilot and he's not probably not that old now no no he's uh, i'll send you so um there are 60s interviews um so if you look at taka or taka so taka doesn't fly anymore i think i said that at the top Mm -hmm. they merged with avianca um which means like avianca ate them right because it's called called avianca (laughs) um but I can send you the link and I can somehow link in the description to some interviews with him. Um, It's pretty fun because he, I don't know, he doesn't seem, sometimes you watch interviews and it's clearly profoundly traumatic, right? And that trauma is still sitting with the pilots, even though they were successful, you know, lived. Yeah. Um, He doesn't strike me that way at all. He actually seems like, um, and the he seems to feel like we did it, yeah. you know, <laughs> like this is a good story, you know, this is a happy yes. ending. And um, the flight attendant in this documentary that I'll um, post and I'll send to you, the flight attendant who talks about how it's like a perfect landing. I mean, he is just like luxuriating <laughs> yes. over like what a perfect yes. ending is, and it's just beautiful. He's so thankful. But he's so thankful. Oh, oh, such a yes, good story. Good. Yeah. So the promise is like there's no question at all that we're gonna have like stories where people do die, where yes. everyone dies. Um, but we uh, I think that like when everyone lives, it doesn't make as much news, right? Yeah. It doesn't stick around. And there's actually like so many stories where the like heroism of the crew, of the pilots, yeah. of the passengers does lead to everybody surviving or some people surviving so we're definitely going to try to yeah talk about you know good stories and if anybody if anybody is listening to this and you would like um us to set up some way of informing you ahead of time if everybody lives everybody dies or if everybody or you know there's mixed if some people survive we're trying to figure out if that's something anyone would want yeah. and if they like if you want that how we would do that yeah like if you want Obviously, a trigger warning like yeah 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 exactly or if you i i always look it up like i always like scroll to the bottom <laughs> of the page or like look it up um which obviously you can also do you can the flight number will be in the description or it will be the title so you can just look it up real quick wikipedia yeah. scroll down to the place where it says survivors and then spoil it for yourself if you want yeah or um, not like me yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's a pleasant friggin' surprise when everyone lives oh it's beautiful so good it's beautiful good and i don't know right and truly the pilots who were flying when incidents happened where everyone didn't survive are no less heroic. exactly like, they're no exactly. less noble like they are, yeah. I think some of the most people that's really I well because it's like they're working literally until the second of their death. I mean, they are exactly 
exactly especially for pilots i mean they are like watching it face head first right like and and to be able to function at all in in any capacity when that's happening to you is nothing short of heroic i would say yeah 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 it's amazing uh, it is. It's incredible. Yeah. And all of these people should be treated with more respect and paid more by the airlines that employ yes. them. Agreed. And not worked as hard. And I, I am positive that in the course of these conversations, I will rail mercilessly <laughs> on the airline industry. Please do. But the people who work in the airline industry are top are notch. Top notch. Yeah. Uh. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for telling me. Yes, it's my absolute <laughs> pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening yes. or night, morning. It's Mor- evening yeah. here. So <laughs> whenever it's evening for you. Whenever you're, have yeah. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to episode one of The Pod Crashed. As I'm sure it's pretty obvious, we are not experts in anything, but we do love telling these stories. A few corrections. Um, As far as I can tell, Taka isn't a place. I couldn't find it. If you're aware of a place, a town, a village, any place named uh, Taka, please let us know. Um... Neil Armstrong passed away in 2012 when you're old like us. Um, it 2012 doesn't feel that long ago. Um, uh, of course, it is actually a long time ago. So um, unfortunately, Neil Armstrong did pass away. Um, the I mentioned a few times during the podcast that... The flight departed from Belize and uh, was scheduled to arrive in New Orleans. Um, But I made the mistake of saying that they were flying out of El Salvador when, in fact, uh, the airline is uh, operated out of El Salvador was when it was still um, operating. Uh, If you noticed any other mistakes, and you probably will, uh, please don't hesitate to let us know and we'll throw it in corrections next week. Um, please be kind and, um, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Bye.